Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Pocket Edition and another episode of Seven Days of Christmas with Gamecast, which is a very corny way of saying we're giving you seven episodes of Pocket Edition in a short period of time over the Christmas period where we give you gamer gift ideas, our 2018 pile of shames, our top games of the year, etc, etc. So keep your eyes peeled for those episodes. Uh, there's been, I believe, two or three that have already gone up live, so be sure to check those out. Uh, the Gamma Gift one was a lot of fun, and there's some great ideas in there. But today, I am joined by our regular host, Mark. How are you today, Mark? I don't know if I'm that regular anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Your permanent fixture. I just always screw up the, the wording on who you are. You are the permanent I, I'm the co-host. <laughs> You you miss. Uh, let's just refer to you as the man who misses very few. Okay, <laughs> that works. Uh, today, though, Mark, as you know, we are going to be firing off our favourite games for 2018. Now, a little caveat: these aren't games that specifically released this year. These are just games that we've sunk time into this year and thoroughly enjoyed. Um, but to begin with, though, we have a man who is here with us in spirit in the form of his top games list, and that is Count Fracula. So we're going to quickly fire off his list, and then we'll jump into ours. Uh, so, uh, ooh, uh, these are in no particular order. Uh, Spider-Man, Pokemon Let's Go, Return of the Obradine? Din? I've never heard of that. Uh, uh, Octopath yeah, yeah. Traveler? Yeah. You have heard of that? Yeah. Have you played it? No. Okay. I'm not putting gameplay up for any of these games either, because he's got a pretty decent list uh dead cells which he did a 100 original review on you should totally check that out it's up on our channel uh and wreckfest um i think wreckfest was a bit of a um interesting one for him because i think he said it was a great game but it maybe wasn't necessarily the price uh original retail price that it launched at uh that's a take that with a pinch of salt that uh, that could be incorrect but i swear he had a racing game that he really enjoyed that he thought might have been a little bit overpriced um Go ask him in our Discord server. <laughs> Day or night. that down below. Day or night, yeah. Uh, he will suck your blood. Uh, anywho, so there's Count's list. Uh, Mark, I don't know about your list, but my list isn't quite that long. And I think the interesting thing about his list is none of his are multiplayer that I can tell. No. Um, unless <laughs> I don't, Return I don't of so. the Obra. No. So my list I mean, is Rick probably Fest more... Might. Wreckfest might have an online, but, but I, I wouldn't say it it's kind of exclusively multiplayer in any way, shape, or form. Um, Mark, do you want to fire off one from your list to begin with? Uh, yeah, I, I tried... Are these in order as well? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Would have taken me way too long to figure out an order. <laughs> um, so I've, I've tried tried to keep it fairly focused just so I don't lose myself in it. Um, but I'll start with a game that didn't come out in 2018, but I enjoyed it in 2018 because I finally... Mm -hmm. Uh, sectioned off time to play it uh bloodborne on the playstation 4 oh yeah oh yeah i'm yeah. surprised you of all people hadn't played that one a lot earlier. yeah i've i've had it pretty much since it came out or thereabouts <laughs> and just never sat down to play it until this year um so it was like it's building in my pile of shame for quite a while um Ooh. but i did finally knock it out and did finally play it uh and i i actually wasn't a huge fan of it while i was playing it but I kid you not, as pretty much as soon as I finished the game, 
it was sort of like uh like you've got an addiction you're like man i gotta get some bloodborne like i'm like man that game was awesome i want to play some more oh geez you know what i find really funny was bloodborne also on your pile of shame i can't remember no no dark souls was dark souls so this genre seemingly your one of your favorite genres two games are technically could have been on your pile of shame or one definitely was the original dark souls yeah i, I knocked this one out there um it's it's a very love-hate relationship. It is. Because, like, I said it in the in Pile of Shame as well. You need to set aside time to play this game. Or the, this, yeah. this genre. You can't play other things while you do it because you'll forget how to play and you won't yeah. be as sharp and you can't continue because the game just goes from hard to harder the whole way Yeah, through. it's one of those games as well where you can't just lightheartedly go and you need to give it your time. Yeah, and- you, you can't just come home from a like long day at work and start yep. playing it you need to have focus <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um i actually played a little bit of bloodborne i actually own bloodborne um i think it's one of those games that i liked the idea of and appreciated more than i actually enjoyed playing mm-hmm. it's just too hard for me i'm just a big pushover sook when it comes to games yeah, but um, those games just aren't for everyone no absolutely like i wish they were for me but i just, it's just too hard man it's just too hard um do you remember in the game where you first, the werewolf kills you and you go to the graveyard. Yeah. So I couldn't get out of the graveyard and that's where I stopped playing. <laughs> so <laughs> and that's so, at the start of the game. So, so during the tutorial. <laughs> during the tutorial, I stopped playing. It was too hard. Um, anywho, moving along. Uh, the first one on my list, and mine is actually uh, in order. Um, and this one may come as no surprise. Uh, God of War. Yeah. Uh, I know we've spoken pretty at length about Goat of, uh, Goat of War. Fuck, I wish That's game that of the game. year, so we could say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God of War. We've spoken at length about God of War in our previous podcasts um, where I had a little bit of a, I wouldn't call it a love-hate relationship, but it definitely had uh, its negatives in my mind. Um, but those negatives didn't weren't enough of a drawback for it to not take my top spot. Um, it just wasn't a perfect experience, in my opinion, although it was a, still a fantastic experience. So I, I won't drool on about God of War for any longer because we know it would be like beating it like a dead horse by now. Everybody's talked about it. It took uh, the Game of the Year award from the Games Award show um, just narrowly beat out Red Dead Redemption 2 because that seemed to be cleaning up. But Mark, let's move along. Hit us with your number two. Uh, well, I won't put God of War anymore because you've said it, so that's cool. <laughs> but I did, I did thoroughly enjoy that game. Um, but one that should have gotten Game of the Year awards but didn't, just because it has been a very strong year, uh, is Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, no joke. Did that take home much at all? I don't think it got a single category. Nomination? Wow. But, like okay. it, got, it got nominations, but it didn't win a category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because everything it was in was either competing with God of War, or competing with Red Dead. <laughs> yeah, pretty. Much. It was hard to stop Red Dead Redemption Two. Like that game was the juggernaut game, fresh on the memory. So mm. it's unfortunate. Yeah, but like it, it, it doesn't like. Hopefully, it won't diminish Spider Man at all because Insomniac did a fantastic job. Uh, it's just yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just a joy. It's absolutely it, like it's not the like greatest game in the world but it's just it feels exactly like it should yeah and that's all it needed it's to do. the correct evolution of the spider-man formula yeah um i actually really really want to uh give that game a world now um i did 
didn't really feel like it was my cup of tea to begin with. Superhero games generally aren't. But after seeing Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, um, I totally want to play this game now. Uh, especially after my buddy said that there's a lot of interesting cross-comparisons between Into the Spider-Verse and the game. And I'm like, sign me up. I want this. Mm. So I might actually check this out um, during a kind of brief off period of recording over Christmas and the New Year. Yeah, well, it's, so, um, the final DLC pack adds an Into the Spider-Verse outfit. Oh, have you seen that movie yet, Mark? No, I haven't. I've, I've heard oh. nothing but good things. So I'm currently in the process of putting together my top five movies, um, honorable mentions and personal disappointments for the year. Mm. And Into the Spider-Verse, I think it's currently sitting at number four or five on my list. Mm. And I'm a pretty big movie buff. Yeah, I know you're always always in the cinemas. (laughs) (laughs) Always in the cinemas. (laughs) All right, anyway, moving along. Uh, second on my list, uh, in order as well, is Overwatch. Uh, Mark, you know my kind of weird little crack addiction with Overwatch of late. And yes, I know this is one of the reasons why our list doesn't have to be 2018 games only because two of the games on my list have consumed me this year and they are from last year or the year before. Uh, but Overwatch, again, don't need to beat it with a dead horse. Um, it's, it's like the perfect... Uh, in typical Blizzard style rock paper scissors um, combo, um, in the form of a hero Overwatch, sorry hero Overwatch, hero shooter. Mm. Um, so fantastic game. Um, it just works. It just like, works. Like, yeah. Like, like what can you say about yeah. it? It's just great. It's yeah. just it's typical Blizzard. Like they've just polished it and refined it to a point where. If it could be better, it would only be very marginally better. And even that marginal gain would be subjective, I think. Yeah. Um, so, again, it's a fantastic shooter. If you somehow... If you're like me and kind of with sitting on the fence, like it maybe just isn't grabbing you just from looking at it, you need to play it. Because when you actually play it and you start experimenting with all the different characters and how they fit into all these different scenarios and builds, it's a phenomenal game. And it kind of has just hooked me and it's interesting because it's a game where uh kind of you know xp and progression um isn't really an element it's one of those games that goes back to this kind of raw nature of i play this because it's just fun i enjoy every single game that i play unless i'm getting my butt whooped (laughs) (laughs) i enjoy the majority of games that i play and it isn't about you know grinding out loot or xp or levels um, which i think is kind of almost an unhealthy addiction that has become video games in recent years, especially um, when a lot of it is loot-driven or loot-box-driven. And, yeah, I know there's loot boxes in these games, but it's not the reason I play this game. It is just fun, so I highly recommend checking out Overwatch. Come play with me. (laughs) I'm shit. (laughs) Um, Mark, hit us up with your next one. Yeah, um, should come as a surprise to no one. That I really liked Dragon Ball Fighters. Oh, I still haven't played that. I feel bad. I've, I've bought it three times. <laughs> That's a little bit disgusting. Uh, what have you bought it on? Switch, PlayStation, and... Uh, I, I Okay. Uh, I bought it twice on PlayStation. Why? Because... Okay, so for fighting games, uh, sometimes they've got annoyingly long load times. Unless if you, okay. unless if you download it. And so you've got it without, so it doesn't run on a disc. Um, okay, all right. Because like Street Fighter Five, for example, takes like a good 
you know, eight minutes, eight minutes to ten minutes before I can actually get into a, like, CPU match. Let alone but an online match. It just, like, doesn't... It, for, for, from the time you put in the disc to the time you're actually, like, in the menu, it takes, like, ten minutes for Street Fighter. Um, for Dragon Ball Fighters on disc, it t- takes a few minutes, but download, it's instantaneous. Uh, okay. And also, I wanted the physical collector's edition of the game that came with a massive statue. Yeah, okay, that's what I figured would be the case. Like, that's fair enough. Yeah. That's fair enough. You just, it's one of those things where you, you know you shouldn't, but you can't help yourself, and it's still worthwhile. That statue um, is so good. <laughs> I th- yeah, send me a photo. I'll put that in the um, episode, because I actually haven't seen that. Mm. Um, but I did buy it on to- Switch. You did. Oh, that's fair enough as well. That's yeah. a very different platform, and you want to take it on the go. Mm. Um, just a little quick sidestep in regards to downloading and having a physical copy doesn't the physical copy just install to your hard drive anyway wouldn't that negate load times no it still needs to run off the disc oh really yeah oh i thought all playstation games next games just straight up installed to the hard drive no unfortunately oh. well that's weird yeah okay and and like mind, the, like for other games i don't mind because usually there's like one long load time and then that's it but for fighting yep. games you're sort of in that mood for quick pick up and yeah, play yeah, yeah. And, yep absolutely uh, like like street fighter and Dragon Ball fighters don't afford that unless you download. Yeah, fair call. Yeah. All right, let's move along. So my number three, uh, second to last on my list is, drumroll please, PUBG. Um, a bit late, yeah, but yeah. We'll, I'll fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> uh, PUBG. So again, this game needs no explanation. It's no surprise why somebody could get hooked on this game. Um, not really playing it at the moment or anymore. Overwatch has kind of taken its long running place. Um, but earlier in the year, or the first few months of this year, I sunk a lot of time into that game with my brother. Um, I have a, actually, I actually do have a bit of a love-hate relationship with it because it is a kind of worthless time hole in a sense, um, where the gratification is a very small slither of the percentage of time that you put into it. Because a lot of this game is running around collecting loot, um, and a lot of the time just being straight up caught off guard and killed. Um, so the enjoyment factor is very far and few between in that game. Um, and I think I've only ever actually won maybe one or two games or been a part of a squad that actually won a game. So you've shared in the chicken dinner. I've shared in the chicken dinner. I've tasted the chicken dinner and that chicken dinner is like the driving force behind why you keep playing. That is the battle royale. You want to be the best of the hundred in that game. That's, that's the hook. Um, because it sure as shit not running around the map just looking at the ground trying to find level 3 helmets. Um, so, I mean, without beating a dead horse again, PUBG, um, I think just from a pure time investment and that small slither of game that was those chicken dinners, it, it's made my top 18 2018 list. But moving along, Mark. Um... Okay, so it's quite recent, but it doesn't mean that it's not one of the top games of 2018 and one of the top games I've played. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I thought, like, it's one of those things where, like, no one needs to explain it. It's Smash Brothers. We all know. We all know it's great. Yeah. It has the full roster. Have you unlocked the full roster? Because I, yes. I heard you were having some difficulty with that. Yeah, um, I did unlock the full roster. Uh, like, it's, I had a little bit of difficulty, but I've heard that some people are having a lot of difficulty. Because um, 
Basically, there are several ways to unlock characters. You can play through the story mode and fight them and unlock them. You can play like 10 minutes of the game and then a new challenger will approach and you have an opportunity to fight them. Uh, but that, that opportunity, the AI is scaled way up and their damage is scaled way up. Oh, no. And so they just like wreck you like nobody's business. Oh, and, you're, and you're locked into the character that you just finished whatever mode you were playing with. Um, so if it's, if it's not your best, you're screwed. Um, and then if you fail that, then play another 10 minutes and then you get the opportunity to fight them whenever you want with whoever you want. Um, okay. And, and things like that. But the thing is, is that sometimes the difficulty curve can be pretty, pretty severe. Like Luigi just wrecked me so hard. He bodied me <laughs> uh, like 10 rounds in a row. And I just like couldn't, couldn't get my head around it. He's just a beast. But when I play him, I can't do anything finally getting his just desserts yeah um his his moment to shine yeah but then like imagine that multiplied by uh, how many characters are there multiplied by over 60 and that's because you need you need you need to do that with pretty much every character dude we talk about overwatch's rock paper scissors like could you imagine balancing 60 (laughs) like whoa i think i think we're up to 72 (sighs) or so I think it's either 72 or 74, and then plus DLC will make it 80 or something. Oh, wow. That's insane. Yeah. And it's got, every, it's got every stage but one, I think. From, okay. From the entire and that'll story. probably be DLC too. Well, every new character will come with a stage, but I think yeah. that the, one that, the one that they didn't include, they needed to HD the whole thing instead of just cleaning it up. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Get, Damn. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if they'll get around to it. That game isn't undertaking and a half isn't it yeah the story mode i'm like 15 hours in and i'm not done that's insane because like i remember some of the other story modes they're like very short experiences like we're talking i remember the like the original one on 64 you could breeze through that in like less than an hour yeah and to see how that game it's still the same concept but has just expanded out in meaningful ways it's it's just nuts yeah and um it's got so much more recognition of franchises that couldn't make it into the game so you've got yeah, this, yeah, you've got this yeah. new spirit system instead of trophies, okay. uh, and the spirits you can actually add to your character, and they give you passive effects and things like that. Um, there are almost thirteen hundred spirits from all different God. Nintendo franchises and things like that. Wow! And you can evolve them, and they change art styles and things like that. And it's just this huge meta game that you could completely ignore if you wanted to. But it's wow. sort of like walking through a Nintendo like museum. Hmm. It's just yeah, it's a lot blo- of nostalgia. It's, yeah, it's just bloated with content. Yeah, well, if you're a Switch owner, check that one out for sure. It, um, it, it loads really fast on cartridge. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the advantages of cartridge. Um, all right, to finish off my list um, and to fly in the face of games that have just been multiplayer, not even this year games... I'm going to give you a small little uh, title that took me by surprise that is on my pile of shame and was also recommended by Count, um, and that is Into the Breach. Uh, I believe it's by the same developers who did Faster Than Light Travel, so if you liked that game, I would recommend checking out this one. Um, Again, I went over it in our pile of shame episode, but it's like a strategy grid-based game, and it's very much, again, a rock-paper-scissors game. Um, and it's got a really cool, um, almost time travel uh, story where it, you're fighting to save the future from like an infestation of these weird bug creatures. 
Um, and every single time, it's like a permadeath game, but every single time you wash or you wipe, you, you your dude gets back in his time machine and goes back and tries to save the future again. And you kind of carry over certain statistics with your um, uh, time traveler. Um, so it is a little bit rinse and repeat, um, but it's a really, really rock solid strategy game. So um, I will be returning to hopefully conquer that game. It just kind of beat me down a little bit, but... I'm back. I'm ready for round two, you're, so I really want to finish that off. You'll get back into into the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> the puns, the puns. We should have done a top five pun episode for you, Mark. Yeah, but they just come to me. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't just make them happen. Yeah, they're impossible to track. Yeah. Um, all right, Mark. Finish us off because we're getting a little bit longer the two yeah. time wise. Um. Yeah. Like, Octopath's good, but I don't know if I want to put it in top games for my last one, even though they aren't in any order. <laughs> well, that was uh, on your pile of shame as well, wasn't it? Yeah, because it's, it's just extra stuff that you need to finish off. Um, but one one that was really neat, I haven't finished it, but I played a good chunk of it. Uh, it came out this year, Moonlighter. Oh, uh, yeah. It's an indie game done like a Zelda style, um, where you basically... It, it's sort of like the adventurer in all hours of the day. Okay. Because he can't just always adventure, uh, because he, like the best time to adventure is at night, and things like that. Because you've got a day job, which is um, you run a shop and you sell the items that you've gathered from the dungeon. Nice and things like that. And you actually That's manage cool. the shop. You decorate it and things like that. You beat up um, thieves and things like that. You haggle down prices. I feel like Cow would really like this game, just because it's decorating and stuff. <laughs> Um, but th- then like when you go into a dungeon it's all Zelda style it's all roguelike um, all the dungeons uh, randomize their things the only constant are the bosses and things mm. like that it's just really really neat really surprising really interesting and it just it, yeah, it sounds cool it did what it needed to do just so well hmm. yeah nice uh, what can you play that on uh, I think it's pretty much everything right now I'm not sure if it's oh. on switch yet but I know it's planned for it yeah, I think I've only ever, like, really vaguely or rings a very small bell, that title. But it sounds really cool. Mm. So it sounds like something I might actually enjoy. Mm. Um, with a bit of dungeon crawling and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, mm. nice. Yeah, and then, like, you go, oh, I don't have enough materials for this thing. I'm going to sell all the crap that I've got <laughs> and <laughs> to buy new stuff and then deep dive. Yeah, oh, I've definitely done that before. Yeah. Um, all right, well there we go. So that's that's our top games of 2018. Uh, any quick honourable mentions, Mark, or something that didn't make the cut? Uh, uh, Hades just came out from Super Giant. It's a pretty sweet okay. game. That was announced during the Game Awards. Yep, nice. Uh, mine would be Dead Cells. Mm-hmm. Uh, really enjoyed it, but just a little bit too um, permadeathy for me. So a little too Dark Souls. A little bit too Dark Soulsy. Um, just, it just didn't quite have that progression for me. Although what I did play of, like just the kind of gameplay was bloody good. Um, but just didn't quite get far enough for that to be kind of make my list. Um, but to wrap her up, let us know what your games of 2018 are down below. Um, maybe even let us know what you're looking forward to next year as well, or what you anticipate might make your top 2019 list. Uh, but as always, guys, thank you for watching. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and be sure to check out the other episodes in this seven days of Christmas series, which is just a 
rapid fire of pocket edition episodes really be sure to rate comment and subscribe if you're listening to us on any of the popular podcasting services such as soundcloud itunes uh, apparently we're also on google podcasts count tells me well what um yeah I don't, I, I, I don't know man apparently we are i don't know how we're getting there it's something to do with the rss feed just porting out all over the place through google um if you if, if you're on google and you're hearing us there let us know because we have no fucking idea really um be sure to come on over and check out our youtube if you are and on any of those podcast platforms because we have a heap of other content that doesn't make those platforms because it just doesn't make sense for podcasting platforms but until the next episode guys have a good one